0: Mm-hmm. You know what, people, Sidney J. Harris once said that democracy is the only system that persists in asking the powers that be whether they are the powers that ought to be. Democracy is the only system that persists in asking the powers that be whether they are the powers that ought to be. The operative word or the buzzword to pay attention to is persists. It persists. It persists in asking whether or not you should be the power that be. We ask the powers that be. That's democracy. It's constantly in that mode. Constantly in the mode of asking why. It asks. It asks the questions. Why are you here? What are you doing? Why are you here? I'll get somebody else if you can't do this job. The power to cast thy vote. Power to have a referendum to say, you know what? Mm, You've had this gig for about a year. You've already sold out one of your campaign promises to us. We're going to have enough votes referendum. This was the key reason why the majority of the people who voted for you voted for you. Not only did you win the majority of the vote, the majority of those voters who voted for you, voted for you, for you to do A, but you instead did B. We're not going to wait. We're not going to wait two, three, four years till your next election. We're going to get some things enacted right now. Because democracy is the system that persists. It continuously moves forward. It pushes. That's what it's supposed to do. It's the citizenry pushing back, persists in asking the powers that be whether they are the powers that ought to be. I would even expand on that a little bit. I would say not only does it ask the power, it persists in asking the powers that be whether they ought to be the powers that be. But it also asks, should you even have more powers or should we be taking some of those powers back from the powers that be? Certain things you're able to do you or say unilaterally and other things, you're going to have to have the conversation because this is the system that persists in asking. It's what it's fundamentally, innately supposed to do to be called by the name that it is called. It is innate. It is imbued. It is inherent. Without it, you do not have a democracy. If you're not persistently asking, The powers that be. Why am I bringing this up? It's November. It's midterm season. Midterm elections, I think, are today. I think by the time I publish it, it will be November 8th. I celebrate a birthday in November. Also, there have been some key things that have occurred within the last couple of months. And I want to speak about that. And so a lot of things are converging. I am not going to tell you who to vote for. I'm not even going to speak about the politics of whatever politician, red, blue, otherwise doesn't matter. That's this is an overarching conversation, and this is what we do here. We're not going to speak. We're not just going to pull things. Remember, we spoke about this. This is not a platform for low hanging fruit. We're just going to pick things out of the news and piggyback, piggyback off of those things. We don't do that. But. Much of what we speak about in the, the common thread through this show is asking the fundamental question, why? And what did I say about why? What did I say about why? Previously, In previous episodes, I said, you as a citizen, as an average citizen, will know how free you are based on your power structure's response to you when you ask Why? Anyone can ask who, what, where, how. It's the why. That's what separates reporters from journalists. Reporters just report, you know, dates, times, whatever. It's the journalist who asks why and goes and investigates. That's the difference. And as the citizen of a democratic system, it's the only system that persists in asking why what, whether or not, why are you here? Why are we giving them this power and we're not using that? Why are we, wait, what? It's the questions, it's the Ws. Wait, what, why? Wait, 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 what? Wait, what? You know, as a citizen, you're prudent. You make decisions on your own behalf. You make decisions on behalf of others if you have offspring or, or people in your care instead, whether it be parents or whomever. You make these decisions. You make important decisions every day, and 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 one of them is this: asking whether or not you deserve to be the power that be. Why am I bringing this up? I remember, uh, uh, uh I remember I heard this years ago, and I don't know, who, I can't, I don't know who the quote belongs to, but I don't, I don't quote snatch. I don't do that. So if I if I know it didn't come from my head or something that I at least thought came from me, I'll at least say, hey, it ain't from me, but I don't know who it's from. Find out on your own, but it's it's simple. It it um I remember Christopher Hitchens said it, but I know he got it from someone else, the late Christopher Hitchens. And it's and he I think he was quoting someone when he said, "Uh, you get the rights you fight for. You don't get the ones you don't. You get the rights you fight for. Civil rights take to the streets. Want workers' rights? Take to the streets. It's a fight. Sometimes that vi- fight is violent." but it's a fight. It's a struggle. I think it was MLK that said, I think it was MLK that said, power concedes nothing without struggle. Power concedes nothing without struggle. Democracy is the only system that persists in asking the powers that be, whether they are the powers that ought to be. It concedes nothing without struggle. Democracy is a fight. Freedom is a fight. Autonomy is a fight. Oppression is a fight repression is a fight suppression is a fight all of it is a fight all of it reason why i say this is because i'm going to quote one more person who to me is like when i listen when i read this book i i have you know, I've had to purchase this book over three, four times because I've lost one or two, and then I, 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 someone borrowed it, never returned it, which I'm okay with, actually, and then I bought it again, especially now with online used books. I don't need to get any, it doesn't need to be new as long as it's not well written into because I like to leave little footnotes for myself in books. Henry David Thoreau wrote a book called Civil Disobedience. To me, when I, lis- when I read it, I feel like I'm listening to... F- Miles Davis's Sketches of Spain. It's music to my ears. Maybe not to everyone else's, but it's soothing. Now, that says a lot about my character that a book called Civil Disobedience would be soothing and relaxing for me. My heart doesn't skip a beat. As a matter of fact, it's like, ah, I'm relaxed. It's almost as if maybe I think Henry David Thoreau is a fellow traveler to a certain degree. But I know that much of what he has said, I'm aligned with. And I think it's aligned, uh, we're aligned. So listen to what he says. This is his critique on just voting. This is his critique on just voting. He says, I cast my vote perchance as I think right, but I am not vitally concerned that that right should prevail. I am willing to leave it to the majority. Its obligation, therefore, never exceeds that of expediency. Even voting for the right is doing nothing for it. It is only expressing to men feebly your desire that it should prevail. How beautiful is that? First, you get Sidney J. Harris telling you that it's democracy is persisting, and it's a persistence. It means it's constantly moving, moving, moving. It doesn't stop. It persists. It's continuous. And meanwhile. Here is Henry David Thoreau saying, "Eh, people, people cast their vote in the hopes that they win or that their their side wins, but they're not vitally concerned because you know they're willing to leave it up to the majority. So that means its obligation never exceeds that of expediency, which means, eh, I'm willing to leave it up to chance, per chance. I'm willing to, I, I'm never going to allow, you know, uh, you know, fighting for this for these things that I want or my side or for what I think is right." I'm never going to allow that to exceed convenience. It's convenience. So even voting for the right is doing more than, than only expressing to men feebly my desire that my sh- side should prevail. My vote is expressing to men feebly my desire that my, my side should prevail. It's only one attempt. Democracy is many, many things. It's the vote. It's the organizing. How many of you have organized? How many of you have sent five, ten dollars to your to your to the politician that you support? How many of you have, you know, sent information to not just your Facebook friends, forget them for a moment. How about your friends? Have you had any sit downs in your home? where you have people at the table looking at the record of the politician that you're going to vote for, their record or lack thereof? Hmm? Are they morally, ethically, intellectually qualified? Have they met your standard and the standards of many? Have you asked friends of yours, hey, what do you know about such and such, running for such and such seat, position, what, what, what do I need to know? Have we done that? Have we done our due diligence? I will tell you this season, I have not. I have done scant diligence, not due diligence, overdue diligence. I have not done enough, okay? So what I do know about certain people, but there's one thing I do know, I'm not voting for anyone who voted for the vaccine mandate, for the COVID-19 vaccine mandate. I'm not voting for you. I know that much. So that's one of the first things I look at, but we'll get back to that. The reason why I'm bringing up these things to you, people, is because something very, very important happened. A judge had a ruling in New York State. A New York State Supreme Court judge said some things. But before I get to him, I'm going to mention what a Pierce Morgan, who is a talk show host, in the United States, he's from Great Britain, he has a talk show, and I remember this caused a little bit of a buzz last year, and it res- it, there's a resurgence of it popping up this year, and it reminded me, and I thought it was a great juxtaposition to this particular topic. Pierce Morgan, celebrity, millionaire, uh, coddled celebrity. He's, he's, a, he's a celebrity with money. Fame and fortune, power. Huh? Uh-oh, there goes that word. Power. Fame has power attached. Money has power attached. When people say first you get the money, then you get the power, then you get the woman from Scarface, that's nonsense. Money is power. Money buys you leverage. You can be a Nobody. Nobody knows you, but you have money. If you have an imagination and some money, you can give to the right campaigns. You can align yourself with the right people. You can pay for entree into the power structure. So therefore, money is already power. Okay. You had to amass a certain kind of leverage and expertise to get money to begin with. So there are relationships there. Money is transactional. You didn't make it in a bubble. If you didn't win it in a lottery and you had to actually go from zero to a hundred, zero, a hundred to five hundred, five hundred to a thousand, a thousand to a million, that you built your wealth. That's already power in the relationships that you had to attain, maintain and sustain to get to that level. Those relationships along the way, people owe you a favor. When you call, they answer on the first ring. If they miss your call, they're quick to get back to you because you are an important ally. That's power. While other people, people get back to you whenever they get back to you, that person has power. Money is power. Fame is power. That's a force multiplier, fame and fortune together. Pierce Morgan has two fame and fortune. Hello. So when he speaks, He's influencing the power structure because he speaks for them or from them. And if he doesn't, he's silenced. So if he's not silenced, that's the power structure above him advocating, justifying, okay, endorsing and supporting him. Am I wrong? Okay, He said in July, that is a long preamble. Pierce Morgan said July 2021 on his Twitter, and it's still up. He says those who refuse to be vaccinated with no medical reason not to should be refused NHS care if they can catch COVID. If they then catch COVID he goes on to say, I'm hearing of anti-vaxxers using up ICU beds in London at vast expense to the taxpayer. Let them pay for their own stupidity and selfishness. Now, the NHS that he mentioned is the National Health Care System out there in Britain. It's a socialized form of health care. And it's out there in Great Britain, which he's from, where every citizen is covered from um, from birth to death, you know, you are born into, as they say, the NHS, as they say over there, you are born and you die within the NHS system. It's like their calling card. Hmm? And a person who has had the privilege his whole life of being in a system that provides this health care at little cost to him, except through tax dollars, but that's tax money, one would argue as well spent or, or, or was spent in the right places, depending on you know how you think about that in any case socialized or i don't want to call it socialized but but medical benefits for all to call it socialized medicine is a little tough for me to swallow being that you have a you know police department and fire department and library system that's quote-unquote socialized but we don't call it that so you know <clears throat> it's interesting but anyway so pierce morgan said that if you you know you should be refused care pierce morgan who has power says that you should be refused care and let you pay for your own stupidity and selfishness. So he's telling a doctor that they should deny care to someone who didn't get the COVID-19 vaccine. And vaccine is a very interesting word that is still being you know, bandied about, especially around that time. Because, because so many, by that point, right after that, they were moving back off of certain things. So in any case... <clears throat> Saying it could do things that it couldn't do and all of a sudden, oh, no, it's, oh, you can't transmit it. Oh, yes, you can. You can't contract. Oh, yes, you can. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, wait. wait. Everything we said about this thing is pretty much wrong. Whoops. Hmm. But Pierce Morgan says you're stupid and you were selfish if you decided to be unvaccinated in July 2021. So I ask you guys out there, how did that tweet age? Because I know many people who took it because they, they believed what they heard. And they just wanted to protect those around them. Maybe they felt vulnerable or they felt that they didn't want to, you know, maybe they had immunocompromised family members or people close to them and they took it. That's fine. But they didn't go out on tangents claiming that people who didn't take it and who decided to abstain were stupid and selfish. But let me tell you something. That was the sentiment that I heard all throughout 2021. And I was watching my fellow fellow citizen closely to see how far they were going to take it. And I remember speaking, remarking to someone very close to me. And I said, "Um, don't be surprised if there was a COVID-19 hotline where you could anonymously tip or no reward, anonymous tips as to who didn't get vaccinated or not. Do not be surprised if your neighbor to the left or the right of you or, or across the street from you or beneath you would turn you in to the quote-unquote power or authority. Don't be surprised. Do not be surprised what people will do to you thinking they're acting in the, your best interest and the best interest of others. Be, v- be very, very careful with those people, the Pierce Morganites, the millionaire class and the the millionaire celebrity class in the United States came out in droves, lambasting and blasting anyone who asked why. Wait, what, why? You asked what are those W's? Wait, wait a second, wait, what is this again? Okay, this is a, okay, this is a severe flu-like respiratory infection, okay. All right, okay, this is, we've had 19, this is COVID, I've heard of this, SARS, we've had bird flu, we've had variations of this all throughout. Okay, this is the worst one. Okay, I'm with you so far. All right, gotcha, gotcha. Um, all right, this is February, January, February, March of 2020. Okay, all of a sudden, here comes this, you know, you're you wearing your mask and you're socially distancing and... And all of a sudden they tell you by, you know, mid 2020 that, oh, wait, we should there should be a vaccine for this thing that's already been out. You've already lived with it for six to eight months. You've been in supermarkets. You've been here. You've been there. You've known people who've contracted it, got over it. You may know through certain parties of people who've gotten it or has gotten whatever this is and maybe have died or maybe have suffered severely in ICU nun- units but are making recoveries and maybe the, c- the recovery is slow and other people you're hearing yeah I had it I tested I'm good well, I'm good I'm just quarantining and then all of a sudden just six months in and you're getting all of this information in and they tell you oh there should be a vaccine at the end of the year early next year and if you're someone who says wait a minute um that That's pretty quickly to say you're going to have a straight vaccine, not just a treatment, but a vaccine. <clears throat> OK, um, the quickest uh, a vaccine went from conception to to uh, to uh, execution to success to the shelf or to the doctor's office has been like four years. I think that was the measles or the mumps or something. So no clinical trials. Do we know what the side effects are? No, no, we don't know yet. Huh. So I think I might just wait, you know, wait, use that first W, use that first W. I think I'm going to wait. That's the first W you used. And then when it's finally the, this quote unquote vaccine now is dispensed all throughout your pharmacies and your doctor's offices, et cetera, et cetera. And you're still waiting, and people are like, "Oh, you should take it." Oh, I'm gonna wait a second. Oh, what are you waiting for? I'm, I'm gonna wait. You know, I've 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 gone so far, practically twelve whole months of this thing being on the shores, and I'm I'm doing pretty okay right now. I'm probab- I've most likely been exposed to it, but if not, um, I think I think I'm gonna take my chances and fortify myself based on what I all the information I got. In I think I'm gonna still wait. Okay people are looking at you funny some people are some family members are sucking their teeth then they may not say it to your face but they're saying things behind your back you have friends that waited in line to take it on the first day it dropped like it was a marvel movie and you know they're asking you why you're not taking it. Then you have other friends who took it and go, hey, I just took it for my, f-, you know, because, you know, my my grandpa is not well or or whatever. And I, I, my girlfriend, you know, she has asthma issues and stuff. So I just said, hey, I'm just going to take it, you know, whatever, whatever, you know. But um, they didn't, you know, but they if someone doesn't want to take it, that's on them. But then you had the others that were sounding like Pierce Morgan. When I posed the question to someone online. I said listen and this was a prominent person this wasn't some troll with some anonymous avatar this is a this is one of these blue checked people of the world that have an audience that they that hold them accountable I asked this person who who 100% echoes the sentiment of a Pierce Morgan that doctors should have denied care back in 2021 to people who were not vaccinated because they were being stupid and selfish. And I've heard unpatriotic, un-American, misanthropic against humanity, evil, all, I've heard it all. And I heard it all from these blue checked individuals, credentials, prominent members of their particular strat in society. Okay. So I asked one, I posed one, I said, Hey, listen, so you're telling me if someone's in a car accident and they're bleeding, and their arm is severed, or their arm is practically off. I said, how how about this? Someone has a heart attack. Someone is going through a stroke, is having a cardiac event where every second counts. Are you telling me that person should be denied care? And not not only did that person just say yes with an exclamation point, they didn't look to somehow justify statements with qualifiers and equivocators. They just said yes, exclamation point. And a bunch of other blue checkers said, yes, 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 the doctor should deny care. That's what they get. Serves them right. Get your vac. Stand in line like the rest of us. Whoa. That, this was the contingent that think that they're operating from this zealot perspective of the greater good. This is your salvation. This is why I'm very science based. I'm not very. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. This is your. This is going to save you. So fear increased. Logic. Logic reasoning and reasonableness decreased. So the wait crowd now is all of a sudden, the crowd that was waiting is now being told this is going to be mandated. So you go from, I'm going to wait to what? What? You're going to, what you, you mean you're going to, what? Yo, what? Mandate? What you mean mandate? Mandate? You're going to mandate something that just hit the market? You're going to mandate something that just hit the market? where information is pointing to uh, 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 immunity from people who've contracted it, uh, natural immunity, people who are fortifying their systems. There's plenty of evidence of, of this kind of resp- or similar respiratory events being treated like A, B, C, or D. And you're saying you're going to mandate this? What? So now that same group went from weight to what? What? And finding out that their government wants to mandate, and then their jobs wanted to mandate. And they go, yo, why are you mandating what really, by definition, is an experimental drug? No matter how long you tell me you're working on it now, that's not, that's not been the case. This is experimental. It's manifestation that showed up on the shelves and the syringes of every doctor's office and, 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 and pharmacy in the United States. And worldwide that did not go through extensive human trials and then it went from it's going to prevent you from contracting the the disease I was operating under the eh, I think I can do okay contracting this I have zero uh, 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 I'm not immunocompromised in the least my my oxygen rates are 100% saturated my blood work has already come back I am in great shape so, and I've been historically in great shape. So, um, and I fortify myself correctly and I, and I actually know how to supplement. And I read science journals. My whole family's in the medical field. So maybe I'm going to wait this one out. Give, give me a second while I wait this one out. Now all of a sudden the people that went from wait are going into why. When they're hearing about mandates and shutdowns and mandates, and and I was saying from, so now the why? And guess what? The people who asked why, they were banned from Twitter. The people who asked why were banned from Instagram. The people who asked why were banned from Facebook. The people who asked why were banned from TikTok, were shadow banned from Google. They lost their tenure as professors. They lost some of their chairs and prominent chairs as doctors. They they were doctors, people that, bacteriologists and virologists, physicians, medical personnel who were asking why. And they were penalized for asking why. Meanwhile, Pierce Morgan gets to say that you get to get denied care if you're not vaxxed just for saying Wait what and why you deserve not to be uh, uh, treated and you're being selfish and stupid. So you're being ridiculed, marginalized, ostracized. And in 2022, that just means being shamed. Okay. People like Pierce Morgan, celebrities, medical personnel, prominent individuals, none of them got banned. None of them were penalized for saying these things. But every single prominent person and and, and anonymous person, rank and file citizen, who dared to ask why. But being told that their freedom ain't so free. Who dared to ask why. Why? So I ask you, how well did this age, especially now, since a New York State judge, a New York State judge, as of October of 2022, a year after Pierce Morgan's statement, a New York State judge says, there is nothing in the record to support the rationality of keeping a vaccination mandate for public employees while vacating the mandate for private sector employees or creating a carve out for certain professions like artists, athletes or performers. Oh. Wait a minute. Because guess what? Um, There were in Hollywood, those very same people who are talking about how every rank-and-file person should get vaccinated, should do this, should do that. Um, There were many people in the performing arts who didn't get fired for not taking the vax or who received certain wink-wink exemptions that the rest of the public didn't get. This New York State judge was reinstating 16 sanitation workers in New York City who were fired because they refused to take the vaccine. It was... No jab, no job. Do this or else. The do this or else doctrine. They found out how free they were based on the why. Why I gotta take a vaccine? No, I don't. Want, I don't want to take that. Wait, what? Why? Why I gotta? No. Up. You're fired. Take it within this allotted time, or else. Or else what? Or else you no longer have a job here. Or, or you will not be able to feed your family or your, your feed yourself, nor anyone else. That's what it is. Okay? That's what's going to happen. Wait, what? Why? What's going to happen? You're asking the questions. Hey, citizen, you're doing too much. You're not that free. That's what your system told you. That's what your system told you. This judge says there is nothing on the record to support that because it wasn't even handed out uh, 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 uniformly. There were exemptions. Powerful people got exemptions. Athletes, artists, performers, people with fame, fortune. Uh Uh-oh. Fortune and fame interchangeably. A lot of exemptions and wink-winks. A lot of people... It's the same people that tell you that want to take away your guns, but yet we find out they have guns in their home to protect themselves. And they say, oh, well, I'm a public figure. Oh, because you have fame, you get to have more powers than I do. Oh, a lot of these politicians that don't want you to have your gun, want you to have your over 10 round magazine to protect yourself and your family from bad actors because police are minutes away. And danger is just seconds away. So it would, be, it would make sense for you to have a weapon to protect yourself, something that can protect you from would-be attackers. And I say that plural. So not just one, because it's great to know a little martial arts and a great to know boxing to defend yourself. But what happens when you're dealing with an attacker with a weapon and a long-range weapon? They don't have to get within 20 feet of you for you to be mortally injured. What are you going to do then? It's okay for your power to have weapons, the the celebrity to have weapons, the celebrity's security to have weapons. What about you? When dangerous seconds away and police are minutes away, what do you do? File a report? Huh. So these are the same people that were out there getting exemptions, telling you, you got to get vaxxed or you're stupid or selfish. So this judge said there is nothing to, to record to support this, uh, 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 support the rationality of keeping this vaccination going on. What he said also was, this is clearly an arbitrary and capricious action because we are dealing with identical unvaccinated people being treated differently by the same administrative agency. Now he says this is clearly arbitrary and capricious. What is arbitrary and capricious conduct? by legal standard. Well, here I am to tell you. Arbitrary and capric- capricious conduct is willful and unreasonable action without consideration or regard of the facts and circumstances. Remember when I said I'll tell you this. In January in February 2020 a friend of mine called me and said, "What do you th- what are your thoughts on COVID-19. I said, I don't know about COVID-19. I'm paying more. I'm more afraid of. Listen to what I said. I'm more afraid of curfew 2020 than I am of COVID-19. And they started laughing because, you know, many of my friends used to look at me like I was some sort of government conspiracy theorist. Uh, June sometimes you you go off the deep end sometimes you do this sometimes you say that and then every single last thing that I said everything by the way I am 100 I am a thousand for a thousand when I say this is what's going on I may be at an 85% uh, clip as to things I say this is what I think is going on this is what I think is going on. I'm still, I still have a B minus, B, plus, B B to B plus, a B to B plus. But when it comes to, yo, this is what's going on over there. I haven't lost yet. I'm, I'm, I'm 50 and 0. I can retire like Mayweather, zero losses. Zero losses. I'm just saying. And what I said to people was, I'm more concerned with curfew 2020 than I am with COVID-19. Because I was, I knew, I was hearing words like mandate very early. And I realized, wait a minute, we're not having the conversation. And that's the word I kept using with people. We need to have the conversation. Wait a minute. And I remember, you know who echoed what I said? I was watching something online and the former prime minister of Australia, I think it was the prime or he was a prime minister, he was a high-ranking political uh, 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 individual. And he said, Australia was, and Australia, to be honest with you guys, um, if, if any one of you out there thought that some of these restrictions were a bit excessive in the United States, um, there are vid- there's video clips of Australia's military police surrounding the public housing projects in Australia to make sure that no tenants left. It got like that, and that man said, this former prime minister said. Australia doesn't have a living, breathing document like the United States' constitution that's consistently having the conversation with amendments, with rules, going back to that doctrine. And so this is what happens when you don't have something in place. This is what can occur. There's no conversation. And that was the word I used a year before I heard that speech, I said, we're not having a conversation because I think like Sidney J. Harris, democracy is the only system that persists in asking the powers that be, whether they are the powers that ought to be. And whether we are giving you said powers over us and whether we should curb certain powers, extend or increase other powers. That's the conversation. That's democracy. That's the conversation we weren't having that conversation so when this New York State judge says that the State of New York or the Sanitation Department New York State Department of Sanitation was acting arbitrary and capriciously which means willfully willful and unreasonable action without consideration or regard of the facts and circumstances So back to Pierce Morgan, how did that age? You saying that the people waiting, that the people waiting, saying, wait, what, why, were being selfish and stupid. These men and women are hopefully going to get their jobs back and get all the back pay that they missed. But you know what? If they lost their house in the meantime, because guess what was happening? Certain places didn't want to give out unemployment for people that were fired or terminated because they refused to get the vaccine. So unemployment agencies, were, were, were they were considering that. I don't know if, if some actually did it, but I know that that was on the table. Well, if you decided to to, to, to you that means you willfully quit. No, they did not willfully quit. They're acting as a moral, sound, prudent person, autonomous, sentient being using an upper mammalian consciousness who makes decisions a thousand times a day that can either empower or endanger themselves or those around them. And that's what they have to do every day. And they're making an informed decision. Wait, what, why? They're taking a minute and they weren't allowed. And people can say, oh, well, June, you know, it's easy to speak from from the couch. And I wasn't speaking from the couch, I was speaking loud and clear. I'll tell you how loud I was speaking. I was in school at the time in 2020. I was in school fall 2020. When, when we were hearing rumblings of a mandate, we were hearing rumblings of certain states and colleges in California, New York, saying that you would not be admitted to Ivy League, certain Ivy League institutions and other institutions if you did not get your vaccine. You know what we did? You know what me and 25 students did? We wrote a letter to the dean and the president of our school. You know what we said? Said if you implement a mandate, a vaccine mandate, we are dropping out and we are suing you and we all got it signed and notarized, okay? I put me where my mouth is. Just saying, for anyone out there who thought that I was on the sidelines and I'm just speaking behind the microphone, I know that democracy is persisting in asking the powers that be. I know that my vote is just feebly expressing my desire that my right should prevail. I know that democracy is action. I know that it's stepping to the powers that be and letting them know you're going to lose some money. And that was just us. That was more than half my class that signed that. I'm proud of those people. We all signed. I signed. My a guy came up to me and said, hey, June, man, I don't know how you feel about the vax and all that. And I said, I'm not taking it. I said, I'm waiting. And I, I said, I said, regardless of what I do, whether I get vaxxed or not, I am 100 percent against being mandated. And he looked at me and he said, Yo, you would you would you put that on paper? I said, I'll put my name. I'll put my name. Full name. First, middle, not middle, initial first, middle, last date of birth and Social Security number. And he was like, all right. And I'm donating to whatever pack or organization that's 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 down with this. And they looked at me and said, June, I'd like you to speak to some of these people. I said, no, 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 you do. I'll be in the room, but I'll let you let you do what you're doing. I did that for a reason. We'll talk about that later. And then I I I watched and then I, I I was part of the contingent that stood there face to face with the power of our school to let them know. And you know what? They blinked. Well, our state. And the powers that be didn't exercise that level of authority over its citizenry. So but there were certain institutions or certain private businesses in the area that were instituting certain j- jab or no job and things like that. And we said, we'll drop out. We won't be back next semester and we'll, we will be taking legal action. It will be a class action lawsuit. And they said, oh, no, you know, we were considering, but we was not really under serious consideration. Blah, 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 blah. Therefore, and then they never mandated it because we were ready to have the conversation. We were ready to have the conversation. So afterwards, the same judge says, and this is where it gets important, people. He says. The vaccine mandate was not just about safety and public health. It was about compliance. Whoa. If it was about safety and public health, unvaccinated workers would have been placed on leave the moment the order was issued. If it was about safety and public health, the health commissioner would have issued citywide mandates for vaccination for all residents. He says that this pandemic has shown. COVID-19 vaccines is not absolute and breakthrough infections can occur even for those who have been vaccinated and boosted. He said this is not a commentary on the efficacy of vaccination, but about how we are treating our first responders, the ones who work day to day through the height of the pandemic. I say it's not a commentary on the efficacy of the vaccine, but how we are treating our citizenry and their ability To make decisions on their behalf, not just first responders, the conversation people, the conversation. This is very, very important. Very, very important. This judge also said that this violates the vaccine mandate violates the separation of power doctrine within New York state's constitution and that it violated the workers substantive and procedural due process rights and lack the power and authority to permanently, permanently exclude them from their workplace. New York State lacked the power and authority. The Department of Sanitation lacked the power and authority, lacked the power and authority. Democracy is the only system that persists in asking the powers that be whether they are the powers that ought to be. The judge says they lacked the power and authority based on the New York state's constitution violated the separation of powers doctrine. Listen, people. Listen, people, you're not going to hear this on your mainstream because your predominant narrative stream media is telling you how to sound if you sounded like me you would get banned from Twitter, banned from Instagram, banned from TikTok, banned from the big four of social media just for saying, wait, what, why, why? Just for that alone. This is important, people. This is important. Because you're voting. You have the midterm elections. You have new people to vote for. I should have did this episode a couple of days ago maybe even a week ago you know but i'm telling you you have a holiday season that's coming up last holiday season i was speaking about how to get along with people from the opposite side of the aisle or people that don't share your politics i often find myself in the same room with people i don't share ideas and ideals with but if the chicken's good and the turkey's good and the sauce and the lasagna and everything is good i'll i'll hang if the food's not so good, but I got love for you, then we'll see. If I just detest you, then that's another story. But here's the deal. A lot of those people in that room have your back. It's not your politicians that are going to have. You. Donald Trump doesn't have your back. Joseph Biden doesn't have your back. Mitch McConnell, Nancy Pelosi, Anderson Cooper, Don Lemon, Tucker Carlson don't have your back. Rachel Maddow, Keith Olbermann, Tiffany Cross, Candace Owens, none of them have your back. When these politicians are done yapping, these millionaires getting seven, eight, nine figure contracts, these people are making tens of million dollars per year to get you incensed and outraged or moving from one side to another. Makes no never mind to them because they have fame and they have fortune. They have power. So no matter what happens, they land on their feet. They have more than nine lives. They have 999,000 lives. Okay? You're the one who's affected by not knowing. They're exempt. They're the ones who got the exemptions. The million, the millionaires in the power class told you plebeians to get vaxxed or else no jab, no job. And then and then your citizen around you was calling hotlines saying that you weren't vaxxed. I said that to a friend of mine. I remarked that I remarked that this is how democracy dies. When you see fear ramped up and logic and reasoning and reasonableness is amped down, is clamped down. So the people who are asking, wait, what, why, are now being treated as if they're some sort of terrorist. And now these so-called do-gooders, these collectivists that think that their, their zealotry is based on a common good, they act like quasi-fascists. They act like dictators. The same, this is the same group that's taking to the streets, fighting for a woman's right to choose when it comes to the abortion issue. My body, my choice is the slogan. But all of a sudden, as soon as it gets to, wait a minute, um, it took about four or five years for the measles to have a vaccine. And they had, you know, what's our, I think it was the measles of the mumps. So what's our track record as far as this COVID-19 vaccine? The people that were just saying, wait, what, why? were being summarily dismissed and put in categories. Oh, you're a Trumper. or oh, you're an Alex Jonesian. Oh are, oh, are you going to you think a little lemon tea and some ivermectin from Joe Rogan's website is going to help you out? Get out of here. You're a MAGA. You're a January 6th rioter. Oh, you're black and you don't want to take it. Oh, this is not the Tuskegee Institute. <clears throat> experiments giving black men syphilis, et cetera, et cetera, trying to sterilize black men and women. This is not that. So stop being This is how people were being summarily dismissed by the arrogance of a certain group that thought that they were doing things for the greater good. Beware of those who think that they're speaking for the rest of you. Beware. Beware of those. Question them. I don't claim to speak for anybody else. I'm speaking to everybody. But I'm speaking. I'm asking questions. Oftentimes, I I, I I don't have any. Sometimes I don't give you answers. Sometimes I say, no, do your own research on that. And sometimes I go, no, you know what? I'm not going to I'm not going to tell you what site I got that from or what book or what author. I want to see how much other people are going to do their own due diligence. This is not fast food. You don't order it from one window and get it from the next. no. Democracy is work. Knowledge, wisdom, and understanding takes work. It's equity. It's spiritual and intellectual equity. It's sweat equity. Do you want to know? Well, how bad? Do you want things to change? Well, how bad? Are you just expressing feebly that your right should prevail? Huh? Are you persisting in asking the powers that be? So I persisted and I asked and I pushed back. I use this as a platform, but I also said last year, be able to navigate through this. Maybe someone should have a standing, no politics, uh, uh, you know, rule at the Thanksgiving dinner table. Many of you are only going to see your family members once a year. These family members that you're going to see during Christmas or Kwanzaa or Thanksgiving, New Year's, the Burr months, November and, Jan- uh, November and December. This is important. Do we, do you want that uh, uh, celebration, that encounter, that reunion to be mired by political ideals? You voted Trump, you voted Biden, you, 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 you were vaxxed and you were not. So. Okay, if someone is you have the elders at the table and they're immunocompromised and and then someone says, you know what, I'd love to have you over, but you're not vaxxed because you know grandma's sick, but we're gonna we're gonna figure out something, love. It has nothing to do with the fact that you didn't get it or whatever. It's just, you know, grandma you know, and you're going you're going, okay, you know, you can give me my turkey, leave it on the stoop. If that happened to me and my family said that to me, like, you know what, June, it's not, it's not that you didn't get vaxxed. It's that, you know, we have the old people here, such and such has, you know, uh, lung issues. And I'll be like, you know what, here's the deal. Here's the deal. I'm, gonna, I'm coming over anyway, and I'm staying outside. Leave my plate on the stoop. I'm going to take it, open up one of the windows so I, can, that, that, so I can see the football game, and we can all talk from there social distancing I, because you're not ostracizing me and you're not marginalizing me you're you're socially distancing saying you know what we have we're looking out for certain people whatever whatever you're not making a judgment call a moral judgment call i respect that But there are people who decided that because someone voted for Obama or someone voted for Clinton or someone voted for Biden or someone voted for Trump, that these blood relatives, these people shouldn't be at your table. These are the people that are going to be looking out for you, people. It's not going to be Nancy Pelosi. It's not going to be Joe Biden, Donald Trump. They don't have your back. It's these family members and these friends. But I'm going to say something. The unvaxxed deserve the biggest apology right now. The unvaxxed, they were right. The rest of you were wrong. So many countries now. If I were an attorney today, I don't like the courtroom. You know, if I if I ever decided to go to or to or back to law school, you know, I I I never liked courtroom law. I didn't want to spend every single day in a courtroom. I wanted an office. So I knew it was going to have to be some sort of business law, transactional law to that degree, you know. But I didn't want to be in a courtroom because courtrooms don't look like law and order. It's not all of that oak and old wood and mahogany. No, it looks like traffic court. It's pla- it looks like a dentist's office waiting room. That's what court looks like. It's not these hallowed halls with the gavel. And the- it's not that many of you have been to. To to traffic court, sometimes the, the criminal court is right up the block or whatever, or the misdemeanor, and it's the same. It's the same setup. It's it's gray, it's beige, it's asylum white, and it looks like a medical office or a hospital ER. It's it's not glamorous. You're not gonna be like uh, uh, the lawyers in Law and Order arguing cases. This this ain't this ain't that. This isn't uh uh uh. uh this ain't that. So, but I'll tell you this. If I were to go, if I were to go to law school today, I would specialize in litigation. I would have my internship in a a litigant law firm, in a litigious law firm, and I would be suing the pants off of businesses and state and local governments that imposed VAX mandates on American citizens. I would sue on behalf of the citizens that lost homes, that lost some people's lives. Do you understand that those 16 unvaccinated sanitation workers that do one of the most essential jobs in New York City, I am born and I am raised in New York City. Let me tell you something. It ain't the cleanest city. It ain't the cleanest. When I moved to South Florida, the first thing I remarked beyond, besides the beautiful palm trees, the beach that I lived near and the weather was how clean it was. There was no garbage stacked up to shacks' height on the sidewalk ever. Ever. I was like, man, it's really clean out here. I remember that. It's one of the first things I remarked because my city doesn't look like this. And so you fire these men and women. And guess what happens? How are they paying their rent? How are they paying their mortgages? How are they paying their car notes? How are they paying for their children's education? How are they paying for all the whole host of expenses? How are they paying for food? Huh? Some of these people have already lost homes due to this mandate that are going to be reinstated. They've lost the apartment. They had to move in with people. Guess what? Remember what I said about people having your back? The people that were against you or you were against, those are the people. While you're, while you're fighting to be a Trumpian or a MAGA, or you're fighting to be a make America great or build back better, whatever, <laughs> whatever rhetoric you want to employ, while you're fighting for these 75, 80, 90-year-old dudes, millionaires. Billionaires, if you ask one of them. Okay. But both of them we can say are in the hundreds of millions, well into the nine figures. You have Joe Biden, who's a bona fide lifer politician from Delaware. You have Donald Trump, who was born into real estate money and built a real estate empire. He's fame and fortune. And while you're fighting for which one of these rich and famous cats gets to wear the big hat. Now you're, you're fighting with family, the same people that are going to give you a couch to sleep on if, if you get laid off. So I say unto you, you're you be very, very lucky, because what if you COVID-19 vaxxed people now? What happened? First, you were supposed to be uh, uh, prevented from contracting that was incorrect then the cdc and then all of your government apparatuses and your and then everyone said oh well you can contract it but you it, you you're not going to be able to transmit it to others you can get a breakthrough infection but you're not going to transmit it boom that was wrong uh oh then what then it was oh you can contra- you giving it to other people oh well uh yeah well you know the the symptoms aren't going to be that severe so you had people saying oh i got covid i got vaccinated i got covid but luckily I got my shot because it wasn't as severe as it would if I didn't, well, how do you know? How do you know? Nobody can substantively and definitively say that's actual. That's an actual fact. You, you, there's no way they said that to you, but they said two or three other things already that have already proven to be inaccurate. So how do you know this to be true? Because there are plenty of people who didn't get vaccinated and had mild symptoms. Uh Uh-oh, they didn't get the shot. They didn't get the jab, but yet they were, some of them were even asymptomatic. Whoa. So you can't say that definitively that because you decided to take the vaccine, that's why you had milder symptoms. Can't say that because the people, many people did. I, I contracted COVID or I was positive for this COVID test. That's what I'm gonna say. That to me is the legal terminology. I don't know what I had or what I don't have. I know what they've labeled it. I know what people have told me it is. So I tested positive for the COVID-19 test that the that that's been that that I purchased. I purchased a test that said this tests for COVID-19. I took it, I was positive. I felt horrible. Getting from the bed to the kitchen was a chore. And then after I got to the kitchen, I had to take a pause. That's how serious that was. That's how serious I felt. And I felt that way for a solid five days or more. Horrible. Could barely breathe. Had to sleep on my back. Had to sit up. Couldn't breathe. I'm watching TV. And about six, seven days later, I'm walking. I felt better. And... Right now, I feel, one, I feel awesome. And I'm not telling anybody not to get it. I have zero issue with anyone who decided to get it. My issue is with the contingent of certain vaccinated individuals, the powered, the propertied, the exempt, the one who can exert and exude leverage, exude power and exert power. They're out there telling everyone else how stupid and selfish they are. And anyone who decides to say, ask why, is now banished from certain social media sites. People lost their tenure as professors, their chairs at medical facilities. There would be a doctor that was just as credentialed, a medical professional that was just as credentialed, asking why, as the other person saying, "Don't ask why, just do." They have they they graduated from the same prestigious institution, the same awards, became a professional, received countless uh, awards tenured, sitting in several chairs, several published papers that were peer reviewed and celebrated for their accuracy and efficacy. And all of a sudden they ask, wait, what, why here? They're losing book deals. They're losing tenure. They're losing stature and position, marginalized for asking why. And you know how free you are And how intelligent your society is, how truly progressive, I'm using that word apolitically, not politically, truly progressive people are based on how they tolerate you when you ask why. So I say this holiday season in conclusion, in conclusion, I say this holiday season. That you're unvaxxed deserve an apology. The unvaxxed amongst us deserve an apology from the people that were vax zealots and that have been proven wrong by their own institutions. No need to do a deep dive dig. The institution said, oh, well, yeah, it doesn't prevent, you can still, you, you, you just can't get it. I mean, Oh, but it, oh, no, you can get it, but it's not going to be as severe. Oh, no, it can be severe, but you're not going to transfer it to anyone else. Oh, yes, you can transfer it to someone else. Yeah, five people in the room can get it. Five vaccinated people in the room can all get it. Okay, so mm, what is this again? Oh, yeah, but it's not going to be so severe. But all of the goalposts kept getting pushed because you, there were people out there that said, wait, wait a second. I, I, just, wanna, I just wanted more information. That was me. I was part of the wait crowd. I wasn't part of the MAGA crowd. I wasn't part of the January 6th. The election results are Fugaga Gaga crowd. I wasn't part of the black Tuskegee Institute experiment. Oh, you trying to sterilize the black man. That wasn't part of that crowd either. Oh, you trying to take away my 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 ability to reproduce and be you fearing of a black planet. That was not I. That wasn't me. You fear me. Mm hmm. Nah, man, I'm not. you going to leave my goods alone. I know what you want. No, that 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 was not me. I, di- I didn't go to. Nope. It was merely data driven. I was sincerely data driven. The data was not compelling enough to compel me to do such a thing as to, uh, to get vaccinated. Under these circumstances, with this limited amount of information for others, it was enough information and they decided to move forward. I didn't call them sheep. I didn't say this. I didn't say that. I said, okay, I understand you. You made what you thought was an informed decision. Fine. Based on, we all, we do it every day. Some people say, oh, this is a safe enough neighborhood based on the information that they, that they, that they have, that they've gleaned. And I, and someone else may go, uh, lock your windows, close your doors. And where's the first highway entrance. I got to get the heck out of here based on their information. So every day we're basing things on based on the information that we have and our ability to oftentimes uh, make certain discernments and judgment calls based on that information. So I, I I begrudge no one. You decided to take it. I didn't care. Like I said, I was more concerned with curfew 2020. And when I say curfew 2020, I was more concerned with curfew 2020 than COVID-19. What I meant by curfew was that was an overarching word. We all know that curfew means it means when the government or no, it means a mandated time for you to be in a certain place or else you will be penalized, you know, curfew at night. Usually at night, you have an 8 p.m. curfew. You have to be home by a 10 p.m. curfew. I was more concerned with the government telling me where to and not to go, what to and what not to do. So I was paying very close attention to the government apparatus, the philosophy of the people mechanized, politics. I was paying attention. So I was more concerned with that. And truthfully speaking... I was right to do so because I received government information. I was getting information about uh, I was getting scientific information from all sides. And I had to dig deep to find those tenured professors that were losing their positions, saying, hey, listen, we don't necessarily know uh, if this is a vaccine. We should. This is what you can do to treat yourself and fortify blah, blah, blah. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, there are certain people that will be uh, that are immunocompromised and will, will probably die from this j- just like the flu vaccine, just like the flu. There are people out there, the people are going to catch the flu and they're going to be done for. There are people who are going to get in a bout of pneumonia and that's going to be it. And there are certain people, it'll take them a while and they'll fight back and they'll get through it. So, so many people played that game. I can't remember if it was a, it was a medical professional. It was a medical director. He had a whole, he has a whole chain of medical centers. And they asked him, why haven't you instituted the mandate? And he said, based on the data, this is a medical director. He said, based on the data, I would lose more patients and more people would die if I had a mandate, and now all of a sudden, a certain uh, uh, the the population of people that would abstain from the mandate and, st- and and not decide to take it, and if I and if I fired all of them, then that would compromise the care of the people uh, that the people that need the most care, and the people that would actually actually die from being vaccinated, from being unvaxed or whatever, or from COVID, was far smaller than the adverse effects of actually instituting a mandate. And dare I say, in many, many respects, I've said this before, the cure to COVID was worse than the actual disease. The shutdown was worse than the pandemic. The shutdown and what happened to many of our people, the mandates and the shutdowns did it has far reaching implications. It is going to take more than 10 years. There are certain people that will not recover financially from what 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 occurred to them, what happened to them. And now judges all across the nation, red states have been on the, I feel, on the right side of history to the, for the most part on this particular issue. Like, hey, listen, man, you know, we had to, they did a risk assessment and there was a conversation. Interesting. Interesting. But if you know your history, if you read your Orwellian liberal politics homage to Catalonia, you will see how the the collectivist left oftentimes is masquerading a lot of fascistic proclivities. You see it now with the climate changes to a certain degree, and I believe in climate change, but there's certain things that I feel are outside the range of conversation. You're telling me to go to electric. You're telling me to use these lithium. You're telling me to use these batteries and young black and African kids are being murdered in Africa for all of the the metal that it's going to take to create these electric car batteries. When I bring this up to climate changers and environmental changers, summarily dismissed in their shoulders shrug. Okay, you're getting your way and that's all that matters. What's so different? That means you are not at a moral high ground. You're just a positioning opportunist. You want power. You want the power to forge the world the way you see it and you think you're acting on everyone's behalf. Beware of those who think they're acting. Beware of those who think they're speaking for Mother Earth, too, or the rest of us. Beware. Get a podium and see who shows up, but then have the conversation. None of the environmentalists and none of the climate changers want to have a true critique of the electric car battery. We're going to talk about that in another episode. They don't want to have that conversation because the electric car battery is rough on brown countries because that's where the metals are coming from. And there are young kids that are getting their legs and their arms chopped off, working in these mines to mine this metal at five, six, seven, eight years old and dying before their 10th birthday. It's at epidemic proportions and no one wants to speak about it. You just want me to go out there and get an EV talking about, ooh, I can last 200 miles and the environment. The environment's gonna be fine. Mother nature's fine. Human nature, hmm, give me a tsunami over these over human nature. Give me mother nature over human nature right now. People doing nuclear exercises out there in the sea right now. Bunch of countries playing war games. Okay? Bunch of Armageddonists playing with your life. So, are we asking the right questions? You're worrying about EV. I'm worrying about nuclear war. I'm worrying about nuclear powers and you're telling me that I need to change my car. <laughs> it's absurd to me. And this was absurd to me as well, that it got to this proportion. I, I'm very concerned with where we are heading as a human species because I see all, all, of, all of the dictatorships, the authoritarian regimes, how people have turned on each other, how people turn You know, you you keep hearing people trying to explain away the dark ages where much of Europe was pretty much eating each other and killing their young, and you're trying to figure out what happened. I understand where that feeding frenzy comes from. It's something that's innate in us. I see it in the majority of the populace or at least a vocal, vocal, proactive minority. I saw how the what, wait, why people were treated I'm sorry. The weight, what, why people were treated, and I say to myself, we haven't learned anything. We're not learning fast enough. So I'm saying to the people out there that are, um, those of you who are unvaxed, please feel free. This one time, you get an exemption. You get an exemption. You get an exemption. You get an exemption. And go to the dinner table and be the fly in the fruit punch bowl. And go, hey, listen, man, you know I'm sitting at this table here now, unvaxed. And uh, yeah, I remember last year there was a problem. You know, people didn't want me here, or people saying I was being selfish and stupid. Uh, According to the New York, according to whose world is this with Junior Renee Bo brun, you know, and then I was reading up on the New York state judge. It says that your behavior and the behavior of all of these, the government and as far as um, you know, uh, businesses and state actors has been capricious and arbitrary. Oh. Whoa. Just saying I'm on the right side of history and you guys aren't. So I'm just wondering, anybody out there up for an apology or up for giving me one? I'm okay with any of you guys doing that. I'm telling you now. If I were sitting at that table, me, as you know me on this show, you know me because I'm saying it here. You know, I have a lot of family who listen to this. I have what well, I have family who listen, the ones that I actually told. I'm just curious. I'm doing a test run to see how many people are actually sharing. So I gave it to a select group of family members to see if it's going to get to the next group. And so they're hearing this now, knowing that, oh, June's leaving it us, up to us to share. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Cu- a couple of you couple of you and you know why you know why so they're all hearing this and if they want to know how i feel they can always listen because i probably by the end of the year i'll have all of I'll if whoever didn't know is gonna know from this episode Is gonna know what i'm about okay that's why it's, uh, for those of you who know me already and have already listened to episodes and you're wondering why i repeat certain things it's because i'm it's, I'm reviewing, I'm, I'm, I'm recapping for new members, for new listeners. It's almost like when you hear a single from a new, uh, uh, an artist and they do a new album, they're kind of reintroducing themselves to their public and a new public. So that's what I do every episode. So to a certain degree I have to, I'm, I'm, I'm allowing people to understand that this is an ongoing conversation that wasn't had and should have been had in 2020. And that's what I've been saying since February 2020, since March 2020. I was saying, we're not having the conversation. I don't, I don't see the, the conversation with the people, you know, because I, I you know, think like Sidney J. Harris. The, democracy is the only system that persists in asking the powers that be whether they are the powers that ought to be. I'm persistent. That why... When I did the When Police Overreach I Teach series a couple of episodes ago, when I spoke about the state overreaching, when I when I'm speaking about the balance between autonomy and collectivism, this greater good doctrine and autonomy, and it's a balance, it's a conversation. We have to live together. And living together is a conversation. You have a mate. If you're an adult right now and, you ha- and you're living with your significant other, l- the ebb and flow, it's a conversation. The divvying up of duties, the evolution of schedules. Are you working these hours now? Now I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, you do that. Well, can you do this for me? Well, I'd like you to handle that. The divvying of duties, you take out the garbage, you're the ones who wash the dishes. If you cook, you clean, if you clean, you cook. It's a conversation. That's what this is. Collective autonomy, autonomous, collective, libertarian, social. It's a con- socialism. Oh, we're doing this for the greater. We're doing this for me. This is me. Wh- this is a conversation. Wait, what? Why? It's a conversation. This was not. Mandates was not. Oh, we're doing this for your greater good. Do it or else. O- what? You, wait, greater, you, oh, yeah, based on the information, the information's changing, though. Can I wait? No, can't wait. Do it now. Do it. Huh? There was no conversation. And here you are at the dinner table, at the dinner table with New York State judges agreeing with you that there wasn't a the conversation. Said it wasn't about safety and public health. It was about compliance. Do it or else. Job or jab. Jab no jab, no job. Do it or else. When that cop said, get out the car, June. Um, um, can you step out the car, please? And I asked why, all of a sudden, the tenor of the conversation changed when I did my when police overreach. If you go back and listen, go listen to it. The why. The why that occurred in Arkansas, the natural state. I mentioned to the people, I actually uh, sent the letter to the um, actual people. We've gone through a whole thing I told them I reserved the right to mention the state or the people that were in the situation. I didn't mention the state that this occurred in a couple of months ago, but in June of this year, 2022, but it happened in Arkansas. Interesting state. I gave you a lot of details about that state in the actual um, 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 thing, in the actual uh, programming. Ar- I said, hey, w- wait, why? Why do I have to do that? Oh, the tenor changed. Oh, so I will know how free I am based on the state's or the power structure's response to me when I ask why. And when I asked why, I was met with do it or else. I'm safer in the car. I'm safer behind the wheel. You pulled me over on the side of a highway. People are going 89, 100 miles an hour. I'm good right here. I got airbags. You know, I'm, I'm good. I got a structure I'm in. Nope. I got collision zones and all that. Crumple zones. No, get out, do this or else. And the judge is saying, no, this wasn't just about safety and health, because if it was, it would have been issued, it would issued citizen-wide, no exemptions. But yet this one's exempted. This one gets to do this. This one gets to do that. This one gets to work from home. This one gets to do Oh, this one. This one gets an exemption for religion, for this, that, and the third. And then celebrities get to speak with impunity against those who decided to get un, decided to not be vaxxed. There is a significant contingent of un, people in the United States who are part of the unvaxxed. There are plenty of kids in your kid's kindergarten class, in their elementary school, their middle school, and high school that are not vaxxed that have sent paperwork to the superintendent of schools and given reasons as to why, and they have been exempt. This did not start in 2020. Exemptions from vaccinations is as old as vaccinations themselves. What are we talking about? It's a long lineage. You have surgeons, you have institutions that are against the vaccination, Harvard, Harvard graduates, Stanford graduates all over graduated from the same school that people told you, hey, you should do this. And there's others that say, no, well, you, you know, based on the evidence, maybe you don't really have to. Here are the numbers. Here are the numbers. And yet the fear, our fight or flight has us fighting our fellow man and we lose fellowship. These people who think they're working on the greater good think that you are being misanthropic and not being a humanitarian and looking out for mankind and then people on the other side are going hey what do you care for what am I doing with me you you got the shot you're good so you're good you don't have to worry about me you're good i'm the one who's, who's, who's not good right according to you i'm the one who's exposed is vulnerable etc cetera, etc cetera. so people you guys deserve an apology we're going to speak about but but i really believe that because this was important You've seen the the slather and the lather that was gathered up by the quote-unquote progressive people who claim that they're looking out for people's bodies and choices. That group, all of a sudden, didn't care whether you got treated for your heart attack, your stroke, your car accident, your pregnancy, whatever, if you weren't jabbed. It's a conversation about how things can go very, very left no pun intended that wasn't political but you know where the people who claim to do good on your behalf be wary of them because they institute laws and measures because they're working on the greater good there are plenty of authoritarians out there who have deluded themselves over a lifetime who families for generations have ruled over cities countries kingdoms who claim that they're working on behalf of the greater good I speak for the majority. I speak for them. Be careful. Remember, this is a conversation, and it persists when we keep asking the powers that be whether they ought to be the powers that be, whether they are morally, ethically, intellectually qualified. Do You have all the information. Do you understand that this is a a conversation continuously? You do not get to act unilaterally have to respect my ability to make certain decisions. People who hadn't read a science book since high school are now telling other people to look at the science. It was absurd to me. Absolutely absurd. And it's absurd to many, many judges now that the smoke is cleared and people are doing what? They're going to the polls, which is a feeble expression of what you want to prevail, but they also fought. They went and got lawyers. They're doing what? Fighting for the rights that they want. Because you don't get the rights you don't fight for. You get the rights you fight for. You don't get the ones you don't. So what are they doing now? You have citizens that have gotten lawyers. That's the only way it gets to a New York State judge in the Supreme Court. You're winning cases. You're winning case after case. And then boom. You're getting to one of the highest courts in the land. Your state Supreme Court. Uh-oh. Ooh. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. If I like I said, if I were a lawyer right now, if I were to go, go to law school and graduate, I would be I, I this would be a cottage industry for me. I would be going from state to state. I would get multi jurisdictional bar licenses all over this country. And I would say who fight and class action lawsuits all over suing the bejesus off of those who marginalized ostracized and, and financially compromised phys, just existentially compromised individuals because they would not take an experimental drug and these states and these businesses they overs they superseded their powers people are like well June a private business can decide who they want to fire and hire at the same time you're not allowed to discriminate because you had exemptions ah you had exemptions. It wasn't a uniform rule. There were not, ev- not there's not one place in America that was 100% vaccinated. That had over let's that had over like let's say 100 people or 500 people. People were exempt. Why did you exempt this person and not exempt that person? Exempt, non-exempt. Why? Arbitrary, capricious. Wasn't uniform, and you were acting unilaterally. Whoa. Yeah, guess what? I'm not fishing for apologies because I said my piece and the things that I say go further than a dining room table. That's not, that's not me bragging. That's just what it is. But the people that owe me an apology listen to this. <clears throat> and like I said, it's not the people who said, hey, I'm getting this, you know what I mean? For, I'm getting this because, you know, this or that and the third. All right, if somebody doesn't want to get it, that's on them. I would suggest that they do because, you know, whatever, whatever. But, yeah, that's on them. It's not those people, it's those others. It's these Pierce Morganites. These Pierce Morganites, these bourgeoisie private jet progressives and living room or or, or, uh, these living room liberals, these private jet progressives sitting on their perch with their exemptions and their fame and their fortune and their leverage and their power Telling everybody else that they're stupid and selfish. Okay? And people more learned than them. It doesn't take much to be famous. Trust. You can see that now with reality television. Fame is taking on different connotations. Having a voice or being a quote-unquote influencer. Whatever that means. You're not good or great at anything. You're just good at being noticed. Okay. Whatever. Doctors... viral virologists, bacteria all over the world have counter arguments to prevailing narratives and they're being silenced because they dare to go wait what why they deserve an apology the police officers the firemen the nurses the teachers people working in sanitation people students working your whole life to get into stanford or get into an ivy league school for them to say can't get in here if you're not vaccinated what and then what happens what happens now to those people what happens to the student who said my i've i've been taking sat practice exams since i was eight years old just so i can get in this school the piano lessons the violin lessons the volunteering the track the volleyball the whole the whole regimented existence that my parents put me through was for one sole reason to get me in here I did everything you asked. I just don't want to take this experimental drug. And you say, I can't go here. So what happens now when all of a sudden mandates are lifted? Is that person that was accepted, but rejected or, or abstained from taking the vax, are those students going to be allowed to be students? That's what I want to know. If in 2020 and 2021, the the institution that you were accepted to said that they would not allow you to enroll, even though you've been accepted, if you did not take your 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 enrollment would be contingent on whether or not you took the vaccine, and if you did not take the vaccine, you will not be allowed to enroll, even though you have been accepted, even though you have a scholarship, all of that. And now that these state institu these institutions now have lifted, many of these institutions have lifted. That requirement. I want to know is all of those students that you rejected. Or that you didn't allow to enroll, but they were accepted to the school. Are they going to get in? Are they going to get in? Are they now going to be like, oh, you know what? Sorry about that. My bad. Come on in. It's, it's a couple of years. I know you're a couple of years late. I know you're a couple of years behind this regimented schedule. You had your life on. You, 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 you know, you, 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 you know, I know you're late by a couple. You're behind a couple of years. I get it, but we're good. I gotcha. I got you. come on in, I hope. There needs to be recompense, there needs to be that conversation now. That's the new conversation as far as I'm concerned. How exposed are our business leaders, our corporations, our employer apparatuses, state, uh, state apparatuses, that decided, the government apparatus in D.C. claiming that every worker was supposed to be vaccinated. How many people working in Washington, working their behinds off, who know the science, people who actually have science backgrounds are being told by politicians without science backgrounds, do this or else, and and muting the other conversation. The do this or else crowd because everyone wants to brag about oh, New York's New York City has a uh, 75 or 80 plus percent vaccination rate. How many of those people were coerced? How many of these people only took the job based on the fact that they didn't want to took the jab based on the fact that they didn't want to lose their job? How many? I would love to come up with that poll. If it wasn't mandated by your job, would you have taken it? Is the question I want to ask every single vaccinated New Yorker. How many of you would have taken it if, if, if it wasn't mandated? It could be strongly suggested, highly suggested. But if it wasn't mandated, if your job didn't say 60 days or else, 30 days or else. How many of you would have really taken it? And I guarantee you those numbers of the vaccinated would have got would go down 20 percent at least it would go from 85 to 65. Maybe. The majority isn't always right, people. That's another thing. Be careful who speaks for the majority. Majority is 51-49. You're telling me all 40, 49% of people are wrong? You're telling me 49 people are dead wrong and 51 people are right? Is that what you're telling me? You're telling me that there's not a conversation to be had amongst this? It's not 90-10, and you're still supposed to listen to that 10%. What's going on with them? Are they to be summarily dismissed? Be careful of people who speak from a, from a greater good perspective. If you, if you learn anything from what I say today, if, if, if you gleaned anything, we're going to speak more on this. But like I said, we're going to speak about family. We're going to speak about getting together at the dinner table. And I know I'm being a bit contradictory when I because I'm the person who says keep politics and religion off of the out of the dining room when you have guests over for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Would you please? I remember I went to uh, I'll, I'll save that story. But yes, would you please? But this time for this particular thing that has far reaching ramifications. If you know anything about how governments go from the democratized or somewhat egalitarian to more and more oppressive, it's always from these greater good individuals that think they know better than you. You could represent 35, 45, 55% of the population. Somehow they think they know better than you. You have dates, times, data and statistics as well but yet they're summarily dismissing you, calling you names. The quote-unquote left in the United States has been just as dogmatic, just as myopic, just as prejudiced as they claim the right is in many, many regards. That's why they can't seem to win. You see these midterms? It's like, whoa. Because even people who have true progressive politics, which I consider me to be one of them, I am a true progressive, not an American progressive. It's different. Progressive politics has an ebb and flow. You don't don't pick a side. You don't pick a team. It is nuanced. It's not binary. It's not left or right. It flows. I'm not a centrist by no means. By no means. I'm not one of those people. There are certain things I believe in. I'm a 2A advocate. Give me liberty. Give me... Give me my gun, man. Back up off me. I need my firearm. And I never was that in New York State, in New York City. I was—I thought gun control made sense until I left the state that, that, that prohibited me from owning and I went and I understood the argument. I understood the argument. for I had a conversation. And I had experiences. And then I went from being extreme, extremely gun-controlled thinking that it was some Dixie Confederate issue of racist white guys all want to own their guns. Cause that's how it's sort of given to us in New York city. That's how it's expressed to us in a certain way. That's how it translates. But then I leave and I go, well, that's, that's totally <clears throat> kind of off to a degree. Not to say that that's not part of it to a certain degree that, um, you know, the, you know, national rifle association discriminated against black gun ownership in the seventies and sixties, but a, hey, another conversation, another conversation. But that's what was missing. So I'm saying to you unvaxxed out there, ask them. Go get your apology. You deserve it. Till we speak again.